This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. The unofficial pre-pre-pre-game show rolls along on a game day. It is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. This time, just about every single Thursday, we go to the phone lines. We got no new friends on this show. We only have good friends of the show, and Brian Bacco is certainly at the top of the list. Our good buddy from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette covers the Steelers for the PG. Bacco, what's up, partner? How we doing? Thanks for taking the time, as always. Our problem, yeah. How early in advance can you call yourself a pregame show? Like, you know, we, Tuesdays technically before the game, but uh, that's, a, that's a pretty vague description, I guess. We, we personally like to go, you know, and, and, and use the term loosely, hmm. but as long as you are within 24 hours of said Correct. kickoff, we're allowed to be pregame. Correct. That's just, you know, the rule that we, we came upon that. You know, we... we you know, went to the board, talked to the committee, voted upon it, and they all, I think unanimous, it might have been one person, but I think for the majority it was unanimous, and they were like, yeah, yeah, as and long this, as 24 hours, you're good. This committee has a lot more integrity than the college football playoff Oh, yeah, yeah, without we a should, doubt, without a doubt. That. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're loyal. Oh, yeah, you can't pay us off. Yeah. Thank you. That's the answer I was looking for. Right? Yeah. I'm glad you uh, have a decisive response there. You know, too, Mr. Backo, a wise man once said, mm-hmm. y- you can't pregame all day if you don't start in the morning. In the morning. This is very true. Yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah, it's, it's weird having a Thursday night game. You know, for, you know, from a fan's perspective, it's weird. But, it's, of course, as you guys know, even more strange for us, considering we you know, cover this team for a living. Your whole, your whole schedule's thrown off. Your whole week, your whole day. But I kind of like it because – like Cam Hayward and Ben Roethlisberger were saying this week, get a nice long break on the other side. Yeah, especially if you get a W, you get a couple mm-hmm. extra days to feel good about it. You get to enjoy uh, the weekend back with the family or doing whatever you want to do. Yeah, let's all uh, hope that that's the case. And we got a nice pep in our step tomorrow morning and send us into the weekend. Uh, good vibes only. Mr. Backo, one of the people who will be trying to prevent the Steelers from good vibes tonight, it looks like Dalvin Cook is uh, is going to give it a go for the Vikings. You expect him to have much of an impact out there. We know, obviously, the Steelers' run defense um, certainly has struggled at times this season, I think, to put it, put it lightly. Um, they, they got right in a way last week, but that had been a concern. They're still, you know, kind of bottom of the barrel statistically in, in a lot of those run defense categories. You expect Dalvin Cook to make a big difference tonight? Yeah, I do. I mean, it's not like Alexander Madison was, you know, chopped liver, but I mean, Cook is coming back from a shoulder, so it should be one of those things where if pain tolerance wise, he's okay, um, you know, he's not really going to be too hampered by that. It's not like you're eating somebody back in from a calf or a a hamstring or something. So, uh, yeah, I, I think you can look like usual Dalvin Cook tonight. And I mean, hey, if you're the Steelers, your, your run defense, you almost can't even worry about that part of it because you've got to focus on yourself to stop that. I mean, they, they made Godwin Iguabuke look like Dalvin Cook. So uh, it almost doesn't, you know, you go back to the nameless great faces thing, it almost doesn't matter if it's Cook or, or Madison or, uh, I, I don't know, is Robert Smith still around for the Vikings? I mean, you've you got to just, you got to bow up no matter who it is running the ball against you. Yeah, 100%, and I do agree with you on that. But with that being the case, what challenges does that present coverage-wise in terms of how they can handle a guy like Justin Jefferson as well? Because that running game, I mean, like you said, if you're going to have to add an extra defender potentially to shore that up, you will be leaving that secondary a, a little bit hanging. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's 
always the puzzle you got to figure out. At least this is a Vikings team that, while they'll be happy to have Dalvin Cook back, they're not going to have Adam Thielen, so that's a big loss. Um, you know, K.J. Osborne's been pretty solid for them in, in that number three role, but now he gets elevated and, and everybody has to bump up the pecking order on that offense. And from a Steelers defensive perspective, it's, it's one less dynamic playmaker you have to worry about. So, I mean, you don't want to overlook these guys. They're all pros that are going to be taking the field for the Vikings offense tonight. But uh, they're, they're a little bit short on weapons to begin with. They're pretty top-heavy with those three. You know, they, they don't have much to write home about at tight end. Um, you know, it's, it's not the deepest receiving core to begin with. So I, I think you can still afford to you know, pay the necessary attention to Cook and Justin Jefferson and you know, maybe make somebody else beat you, uh, you know, through the air uh, if it's one of Cook's backups on the ground. Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette with us here on the Blitz, setting the stage on a Thursday for Steelers-Vikings tonight in Minnesota. Backo, the Steelers will not have Joe Hayden once again tonight in Minnesota, and they are certainly going up against one of the most electric, one of the most talented wide receivers in the National Football League in Justin Jefferson. Is it just as simple as it has to be a group effort tonight to slow him down? You're going to need all kind of hands in that pile and certainly some help from Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, do you think Witherspoon gets another crack at it? Do we see more of Pierre after his role was kind of slashed last week? How do you think that all plays out in the absence of Joe Hayden? I think it's going to you know, be a don't – if it's not for a don't fix it situation with how well Keller Witherspoon played last week in a little bit of a surprising role, surprising spot against the Ravens. I think they go back to the well with him. You know, the James Pierre experiment, I don't want to say it's run its course, but you know, pretty clearly that was one of the personnel issues that was identified by the defensive staff after uh, the back-to-back 40-point games that uh, was something that was uh, you know, not giving them the best chance to win, so to speak. So uh, I thought that you know, Witherspoon played well. And you know, I was kind of uh, you know, down on him and, and clowning that trade along with everybody until that week. But it wasn't necessarily because I didn't think he was a good player. We, we didn't really get enough of a sample size to know, right? It was just, if you're not going to use this guy or trust this guy, what were you doing bringing him in? So, uh, like I said, not that I was doubting the talent. I was doubting basically what the Steelers seemed to think of, of his talent. And it turns out, uh, you know, you, you can either give them credit for bringing him along slow and still believing in him, or uh, you can say they got lucky with, you know, kind of being in a pinch and, and had some injuries and you know, there was nobody else to throw in there. And uh, eventually he, he kind of made him look smart. And I think, he can, I think he can have some success again this week. Although if you're the Vikings, you can get Justin Jefferson matched up on really who, whoever you want, put him in the slot, see if you can take advantage of, of something there. He, he's going to be a real problem. Now, I do agree with you on that. Now, Speaking of, I want to go back to the offensive side of the ball. Um, a guy that got an opportunity based on injury last week, John LeGlue. What are your expectations for him now um, in terms of it being a short week but back-to-back? Do you think we can get another high-level performance out of him? I guess so. I mean, didn't really know much about him, and I don't think anybody did. And, and even the Steelers, another situation which, hey, yeah, put my cap to them for uh, you know having that the, the kind of depth necessary to deal with that and you know a lot of games earlier in the season the depth let you down and in this case it, it absolutely came through for you but you know when they promoted him or i should say signed him to the active roster a couple weeks ago it was really to be the emergency center i don't think they envisioned many scenarios in which he'd be getting thrown in there at, at guard and yet that's 
exactly what happened. So, you know, good on the glue for staying ready and, and not just getting in there and holding the line kind of the way Joe Haig and B.J. Finney and, and J.C. Hasnauer did in early, uh, earlier season performances when they uh, were thrown into a game because of injury. He didn't just hold the line. I mean, he, he went out there and, and was pushing people around. So uh, maybe it was one of those situations where, you know, the or not the Vikings, the Ravens were caught off guard a little bit by his size uh, with some of that on film now. Perhaps the, the Vikings' uh, D-line will have a little better uh, answer for him. But you had to like what, what you saw out of him. And talk about a six foot seven guy who can play four or five positions on the O-line. Uh, it does kind of remind you a little bit of the Matt Filer story. Uh, so we'll see if LeGrew can write that for himself. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun watching him have that success uh, on Sunday against the Ravens. And hopefully he can continue that tonight. Uh, against the Vikings, stack another good performance. Uh, Brian, another guy who, who certainly had a good performance on Sunday, T.J. Watt. He's been doing that pretty regularly this season. Yeah, heard of him. yeah you, you heard of that guy before, <laughs> right? I'm sure you've, you've had a, a few things to write about him in the past and certainly this year. Um, T.J., and, and, and you know, you always know that these are real conversations when they're being had nationally on the NFL Network, on ESPN, Fox Sports, Colin Cowherd, Dan Patrick, wherever you turn to get your sports news, they are talking about T.J. Watt, not only Defensive Player of the Year candidacy, but MVP of the whole shebang. Mr. Bacco, where do you come down on all that? Uh, I guess first, do you think T.J. has a legitimate shot to actually win league MVP? Uh, no one's gotten a vote at that position since James Harrison in 2008. No one's won it on defense since LT back in the 80s. You really buying that T.J. has a shot to do that? And then I guess the second part of that is, if not, or even if so, is he is he the front runner for DPOY at the at the current moment? Yeah, I, I'm pessimistic that you know nationally uh, that the rest of the league will recognize him on that level just because of what you said, Wes. But it's so difficult for a defender and, and really anybody who doesn't play quarterback to to get any sort of traction for for MVP of the NFL. However, I think it's valid because, you know, this MVP race this year in, in, in pro football reminds me a little bit of the Heisman discussion in college football. Mm. There's no slam dunk guy who's running away from the pack. There are a lot of good candidates with you know, very compelling arguments. And look what you're seeing. You, you saw a defensive guy get invited to New York City for the ceremony and Aiden Hutchinson. So, you know, he's going to finish in, in the top three or four, I think. So, uh, I, I think it's much the same with TJ. Uh, I, I don't like that these awards have become so biased towards either one position or at least offense in general. Uh, I think that's kind of lame. <laughs> and with the season he's having, if, if he ha you know has one of the best defensive seasons statistically in NFL history, especially for the people who drill down a little deeper and, and go to the by-the-game numbers, what he's doing is, is absurd. Um, yeah, I, I think he should get – real legitimate buzz, even though I, I don't know that he will. Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, always kind enough to lay it down for us on a Thursday. Partner. He's a real friend, not a co-worker. Mm. <laughs> and Moats Moats is a little uh, Moats a little peeved over here, you know. Uh, what, did, what did I miss? Do I need to mediate? No, 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 no. Uh, yes. Uh, so not what, between the two of us, though. Well, not not oh, well, not. Who, who uh, called you a workplace proximity associate? 
Listen, so so it's not one hundred percent with West, but he's about fifty percent involved oh, come on. in this. You can't thing. put that on me. Matt Williamson, I just found out, delivers these articles where it's nicely broke down, previews, Matt in stats. depth, you know, stats, stuff that, you know, us journalists, media people, we like. So right. apparently he has a whole little email group. Of everybody in SNR and Wesley Euler has been on this email list all season long. Mm. I had no clue. So he's over here just talking about and bragging about where he got this stat from. And it was in that moment I realized that he's not my friend. <laughs> he's just my coworker. That is always that is always difficult when you realize you've been left out of something it, like that. It, it hurt. I was sad. Yeah. I was really yeah. sad. I'm not the ringleader. You acted like I'm the ringleader. And now he's trying to minimize his role in the situation. I was just on the recipient <laughs> list on an email. Now now he wants to minimize his role. That's all if, I'm saying. If you don't say something, you're guilty in this case, right? Like mm-hmm. that, that's See something, say something. It. Yeah, yeah, basically, you know, if you're not part of the, the solution, you're part of the problem. So the, the, I, I the appreciate that. Coming from, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, I, hey, I feel for you, buddy. Like, you, you know, as a, just as a human, uh, emotionally, you're not sure what to do in a situation like this. Do you lash out? Do you turn on people? Or do you just try to... I even be the bigger man. I I, I consider going to HR. I'm just weighing all my options at the moment right now. But yes, you know, I'm just hurt. I'm hurt. I I thought I knew this person. I've been looking in his eyes for how many years now? And yeah, I mean, I just, you know, you you think you know a person, but you really don't. But I do know you, Mr. Batco, and that's why I'm glad that you are my friend. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, buddy. Before we let you go, and you know, Moats uh, beats me up and gives me a bunch of noogies and a swirly during commercial break. Uh, your prediction for tonight, as always, you see the Steelers and the Vikings playing out. How and with what final score? Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said in the post gazette this morning, you, know, you might as well just flip a coin trying to pick NFL <laughs> games at this point, especially with these two teams who have been pretty Jekyll and Hyde to beat anybody can lose to anybody but I gotta say fellas with the short week the quick turnaround and a little bit of that hidden vigorish on the Vikings side I'm gonna say Minnesota 28 Steelers 21 okay 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 okay. I can respect that though I can Uh, respect that Mr. Backo I feel like we usually use you as kind of the arbiter of this what are we setting the point spread at what number are we sticking with I think last I saw it was three and a half but okay. I haven't looked in like 24 hours and so I had to get my pick in pretty early. That's what I was thinking too, and we'll stick with it. Brian Backo. Okay. <laughs> I've got the Vikings covering. Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette has the Vikings winning and covering 28-21. to Make sure you're checking out his work in the PG, showing him love as always. He does not do cap. He hasn't changed his number since the seventh grade, and I'm pretty sure he knows how to leave a tender moment alone. And, he, and he's Arthur's friend. <laughs> Thanks as always, and buddy. I got Mo, and I got Moses back. Uh, Wes, uh, just hit me up in the uh, Steelers Media Dad group chat. All right? I'll see you, bro. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. <laughs> there he goes, Brian Backo, always with the mic wow. drop. Wow. And I believe it, too. You you probably do got to it be you, Crowley, all y'all dads, and just leaving me hanging. Mm-mm-mm. I like guys' night. I like dads' night. There's out. a real don't Jeez. shoot the messenger thing in Golly, here. Golly, I mean. man. Come on. I like West Virginia. I was watching the game last night. I yeah. saw them beat. I saw them beat number 15, UConn. That's right. I was tuned in. I was cheering loud and proud. That's go right. ears. You know, I was a part of it. Country Rose's playing. You know what they say, Arthur Motes? Yeah. Good teams win, but great teams cover. I mean, Mountaineers, top 15 Facts. win and cover last night. Facts. How we doing?
How we doing? Arthur Motes, it is a Thursday game day here on the show. We're trying to... It's a jam-packed show. I think that's the best way to play it. I like when you put it that way, actually. We, we've got typical Brian Bacco on a Thursday, mm -hmm. Three Things Thursday. Mm -hmm. We're also doing some of our normal Friday benchmarks here on the show that we normally do the last show before a game day. But since that is today, one of the things that we obviously have to get to, it's my one of my favorite segments in all of Pittsburgh. It is the time where... I really just reflect on how blessed I am to share, to share this show, to share the co-hosting duties with Mr. Arthur Motes, Mr. Decade of NFL Experience, as he takes us into the classroom and tells us the five matchups you need to be watching on Sunday. Well, normally on Sunday, but tonight in primetime in Minnesota that will determine the outcome of Steelers-Vikings. We normally call it Five Star Thir Friday. I'm so excited I can't even get the words out. We normally call it Five Star Friday, but we got a remix for a little Five Fresh. Star Thursday. We're, we're humbled and excited to be in these Five Star matchups. Five Star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not going to be us. Five Star Thursday, matchup number one. Jumpman, Jumpman, I like what you said right there, Joe Hayden. Somebody leaving with a loss, and it ain't going to be us. And you absolutely right about that, but it starts with... Our kickoff coverage unit versus their kickoff return mm. unit because they have a guy by the name of Kine and uh, the last name is in Wengu. And trust me, my friends, he is a bad guy, man. When he gets that ball, man, he's been able to do some things. Already two touchdowns on kickoff returns this season. And, yeah, man, he's electric with the ball. This unit, they block extremely hard for him. They play very well and inspired when he has the ball. So with this kickoff coverage unit, not saying that every kick is going to go out the back of the end zone, but the ones that don't go out the back of the end zone – Make sure we make it sure, hmm. you know? Make sure that we are making sure. Yeah. If you get what I'm saying? Because he cannot have a splash play. He can't – you can't allow him in a game like this on a short week versus a wounded and average team. You can't allow them to get any type of extra momentum, any type of added splash. They need to earn everything, yes. especially on offense. Make them do that and you're fine. But that can't happen. So – that's why we start out with that kickoff coverage unit versus the Vikings kickoff return unit. Got to detail your work. Mm -hmm. All that, about the That minutia. third side of the football is is something that you don't tend to worry about until it costs you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that cannot be the case tonight. Five-star Friday. Five-star Thursday. Oh, hey, hey, hey. That was like the, the check swing right there. I got that was. Friday. Oh, all right. You're the umpire. Was I good? Did I pull that back Ball. in time? Ball. All right. Five-star Thursday. Matchup number two. All right, the second matchup we got to talk about is the young stud outside linebacker Alex Highsmith. Mm. Now, the reason why I'm highlighting him and not Mr. All-World T.J. Watt is because Alex Highsmith is going against the backup left tackle who goes by the name of Ola Samika Udo. I like to call him a.k.a. Mr. Give Up a Sack the Easy Way. Mm. And ladies and gentlemen, watching Udo last week and previous weeks when he's been at left tackle, it has been extremely bad. Very, very hard to watch at times. Um, and when you're watching how well Alex Highsmith has been playing since, what, the past four weeks especially, this screams breakout game for him. This screams impact from start to finish because the speed that Highsmith plays with, his uh, array of moves, and the power that he possesses, those are all the things that Udo struggles with. And he was struggling against those exact same things against a lesser defender. Now, granted, he's been in the league longer by the name of Charles Harris. Good rusher, not great 
good, not great. I think Highsmith is already on his level and will be a better player. Mm -hmm. Harris was giving him major issues with some of those same things. And I just know with Highsmith, the way that he's playing right now, he should be able to take full advantage of that. And it's going to be critical because we know that our secondary is going to have their hands full with Justin Jefferson. So even more so, Alex Highsmith, this is your day. This is your matchup, baby. Let's go. Hey, a lot of times the best way to contain a talented wide receiver is just by getting after the quarterback. Say it again. Mm -hmm. I think Highsmith has a chance to have a uh, a very good game tonight. Yeah. Five-star Thursday, matchup number three. Now, this is the one where I like to call Deontay versus whoever wants the smoke. Okay? Deontay Johnson versus whoever wants the smoke. Now, I'm partially biased. I do want a certain corner who just got activated off the COVID list to follow him, shadow style, by the name of Patrick Peterson, future Hall of Famer. Now, I'm not saying that because I think that Peterson is going to take Deontay out the game. No, no, I'm saying it because I want Deontay to start getting more credit. The growth, the leaps that he has taken this season as a route runner, as a catcher of the football He's detailed his work, and it is showing. It's paying off. It's going to make him a lot more money also because of that. But he's missing a marquee game, that signature performance versus a signature name. We talked about Antonio Brown when he was here, and he had a couple against Joe Hayden. Right. He had a couple against Patrick Peterson. He had a couple against some some certain corners. You're like, okay, <laughs> that 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 shows me exactly what you are and who you are. This is Deontay's opportunity. Now, if Patrick Peterson is up for that challenge, and he's been up for it this season, he's been shadowing and following guys around. Sure. If he's up for it, I love it. But if it's anyone else, Deontay is going. Deontay should have a really, really good game because not only is he going to have a favorable matchup, but more importantly, the Vikings' pass rushers aren't available. So that means Seven's going to have more time. Yes. And when Seven has time, that's when teams, yeah, they they they've seen what he's done this year. That's when he's had time, they've seen cook. what he's done. Yeah. So, absolutely. So, Deontay versus whoever wants to smoke, but I'm biased. Please, Pat P, come to the table. Love it. Oh, we could, that, that would be – that's a real five-star matchup if that's what we get tonight for sure. Five-star Friday. Matchup number four. All right, Big Seven, come on now. You're coming off of a hot performance. Seven, fourth quarter was your quarter, right? Now, people are over here and they see it. All right, is that the seven that's going to show up for the rest of the season and he should come back next season and lead us to victory some again? Or is this smoke and mirrors and this was more so, you know, one hot game, not a hot month, okay? But either way, we're going to need you. We're going to need you, number one, because you're going to go up against a guy by the name of Harrison Smith. Now, we talk very, very highly of Minka Fitzpatrick here, and rightfully so. But at the same time, Harrison Smith is just as elite as Minka Fitzpatrick. When we're talking about the two guys, I like Minka's uh, I like Minka's athletic ability a little bit more. I like Harrison Smith's above the net game a little bit more. Mm. So both of those guys are very, very close in terms of what they do and what one does a little bit better than the other. But with that being said, Ben, you're a savvy veteran yourself. You know what guys like this are capable of and how they play in games like this. He isn't going to be fooled by anything, so it's going to be extra important to take care of the ball because if you hit him in the face with the ball, it's not going to be the same results from the best in the nation. It's going to be a little different, all right? So we don't want to do that. But you got to make sure you're in your P's and Q's because he is an elite safety that will make you pay for any mistakes that you have out there. So seven, be the seven of last week, in particular the seven of the fourth quarter from last week. Yeah, you know what? That's, that is 
cool. That's something I think we're all keeping our eye on. Particularly, right, we talk about lack of recovery time, how some of those, you know, lumps and bruises and those annoying, nagging injuries can you can feel those even more on a Thursday. I'll be very interested to see what type of pep number seven has in his step mm-hmm, mm-hmm. tonight in Minnesota. If he, the offensive line gives him the time. Because if he has the time. I think he's got the, a chance to have another solid The same way we talked about that Ravens team. We say, yo, if you can protect, you can have them boys on the back end. This is another one of those. If he can protect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It get, a little, it get a little loose back there now. Uh-oh. Five star Thursday matchup number five. I like how you up the intensity but shorten the length of it. I get you. I get you. That move. But anywho. Listen, it's a short week. Speaking of short weeks, and I gotta moves, save my oxygen because we're playing in a dome tonight. You, you better be right. But we're going to need also. I praised you just a couple days ago, Keith Butler. I said, man, defensive coordinator, you did your thing. I even said, Coach Tomlin, I praised you. You did your thing. Because y'all, you know, y'all kind of work together like a co-op. Sure. Uh, uh, like like more than co-workers. Yeah. Like yeah, friends. Yeah. They're, they're like friends. I don't know. We're co-workers. They're friends. Okay? But those friends are going to need to have the buddy system in terms of their game buddy. plan versus Justin Jefferson. Because I do not want to see a man-to-man coverage against him without safety help. And I wanted to be oblivious like you know he's hoping don't even look this way Kirk Mm -hmm. because when Kirk is forced to not go to Justin he typically will go to Thielen and play back and forth back and forth but they don't have Thielen right now he's not available he is already ruled out Mm -hmm. make Kirk beat you going other places Mm -hmm. now Conklin Conklin is their tight end he is capable but make them have to play through him do not allow Justin Jefferson to come out here and have explosive play after explosive play after explosive play because he is more than capable of that and trust me he's going to make his fair share of plays just because that's how good he is and Kirk is going to force him the ball but you cannot allow him to take over this game and that is why I'm talking to you Keith Butler and coach Mike Tomlin baby I need both y'all to get your brains together get your your shoes together you tie them Air Force Ones to how However you want to time, all right? If y'all need to eat some Chipotle, eat some Chipotle, dig it. But what y'all need to do is make sure that Justin Jefferson is covered and covered well, thorough. Think of it like a, I don't know, cold night and, you know, you're scared of the dark. Cover it on up, man. Get, get the little, get, Just like you was a little kid. You know, you was a little kid. You get the little blanket. Like, sure. Oh, you turn the lights up? <laughs> like you sleep in a grandma's yeah. house and yeah. uh, there's not the nightlight like uh-uh. there is in your bedroom. Uh-uh. Feet got to be covered. Hips, arms, legs, shoulders, head. Yeah. Just like that, baby. Just like that. I love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Arthur Motes, one more time, just for anybody that might want to uh, double-check their notes or might have joined us late, the five matchups that will determine the outcome of Steelers-Vikings tonight in Minnesota. Absolutely. Short week, so I'm going to talk and give it to you really short. Steelers kickoff, kickoff coverage unit versus the Vikings kick return unit. Mm. They have a really nice returner. Second, Alex Highsmith versus the Vikings backup left tackle, Olasamika Udo. That's when we got to win. Third matchup, Deontay Johnson versus whoever would like to line across from him. I hope Patrick Peterson, though, for the simple sake of the highlight reel that Deontay will put together. Fourth, or excuse me, fifth, no, I had it right. Fourth and, uh, not final, but penultimate, <laughs> penultimate there we point go. right there. Yep. There every, we go. Every, okay, Big Ben versus Harrison Smith. Elite safety, savvy vet quarter, quarterback, excuse me, let's win. 
Let's win this one, all right? And in the fifth and final matchup, Keith Butler and Coach Mike Tomlin working together as a co-op of brothers, of friends, not co-workers. Good friends Good in friends. real life. Yeah, yeah. Versus Justin Jefferson. Have a great plan in place, and let's make sure the guys are prepared to execute it, baby. But those are the five matchups. Let's go. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup. Everybody we play is a five-star matchup because we're in it. One more segment to go here on your unofficially official pre-pre-pre-game show, the Steelers Blitz. That means one more time we're going to solicit your predictions. All right, we'll always take your questions, comments, concerns, and reactions, but it's a game day tonight. That means you give us your prediction, how you think this evening is going to play out. And we will read that off in the final segment before we get out of here, before getting to our predictions. We'll sing the Here We Go song. We'll get to some other topics as well, too. We got to finish. We got to give our Vikings dislikes on the other side as well, too. So plenty to get to in the last half an hour of the show. Don't you dare go anywhere. It's a Steelers Blitz on SNR.